Working in the cloud. How secure is it and how well are vendors and deployers of virtualized environments ensuring security? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Today we hear from Dr. Alistair McWilson, Global Managing Director of Security at Accenture Technology Consulting. Alistair, you focus on helping companies hone their security barometers on compliance. As you've watched interest in and implementation of cloud computing grow, what security and compliance concerns or issues do you see? Well, the challenge is that uh, data privacy and security implications, along with uh, the legal and regulatory issues, are all amplified uh, in the cloud, not again bigger. Um, uh, The other factor is that um, so far security innovation, mostly around the security technology that's needed, has not really fully kept pace with the the incredible speed at which the cloud model is, is moving or evolving. Um, uh, of course, that will change as cloud providers continue to mature their security operations and standards emerge to address the risks of a multi-tenant computing environment. But um, it is very much play and catch up. So overall, the security concerns that worry IT leaders uh, are really sevenfold. Uh, one is trust. Um, do you trust the provider? Um, do you trust the people at the provider and do you trust uh, the way people are going to connect to it? Um, you, another factor is where, where the data is stored. I guess that's one of the big ones, uh, particularly in some highly regulated countries. Um, the mechanisms uh, to measure, ma- manage and report on regulatory compliance, the terms and conditions and services and availability, they're, they're all... Uh, serious considerations that um, haven't always got uh, full answers at the moment. So a a logical response to these concerns is that um, where there are good security practices, which there are a lot, um, they equally apply to to cloud. Um, So what I mean by that is the cloud provider follows the same security procedures and policies than its customer does and expects adhering to the same regulations and following the same laws, for example, then the customer's risk posture should be unchanged. Um, However, if providers do fall short, then the customer risks obviously are increased. So, but one other factor I would say, uh, final comment, is that, um, you know, what is, what is, what we're seeing uh, increasingly is that um, that in, in some cases the security Providers' uh, practices are more rigorous than the customers, or the, the cloud-based providers' um, practices more rigor- rigorous than the customers. And so, um, you know, in some cases, these providers are doing security better than most organisations that want to uh, to use it, which is an interesting uh, development in the whole cloud space. That is an interesting development because I did have a question about how organizations can work with third-party providers and perhaps address some of the gaps that may exist between connecting to an in-house network versus this cloud environment. The cloud, of course, isn't new. It's been around in one form or another for the last decade, um, but we see a number of organizations across numerous segments taking more interest in cloud computing. The cloud can be risky, though, especially if an organization outsources or relies on more than one cloud vendor for separate yet tethered operations. Can you tell us about some of the gaps that you've seen in cloud solutions? And again, as you've noted, sometimes the cloud vendors have higher security standards than the actual organizations. But what if you're working with more than one cloud vendor? What are the risks there? 
For sure. <laughs> um, the, the real underlying problem is that the security and data privacy laws and the underpinning sort of regulations and standards that are currently enforced were instituted pre-cloud. I mean, many of them are now 18 years old, um, particularly the ISO standards. Um, so, and, and they often reference other uh, other uh, technical standards that really don't attempt to uh, decipher or address cloud issues because it uh, just nobody could visualize virtualization being uh, so so extensive as it is now. Um, and, and problem areas are things like continuity of cloud services, evidence control of controls operating in virtualized environment, or, or how you operate secure architectures across jurisdictions. So that's one one of the uh, one of the problems. And if you've got multi vendors, then of course, um, as I said earlier, those problems are not only amplified but they're they're replicated across all the vendors. Um, uh, another gap is around clarif clarifying the roles of the data owner, the cloud provider, and in some cases, the system integrator um, in delivering how, how they de deliver legally compliant solutions. So from a, a legal perspective, there's no clear division of where, where there's no clear division of responsibility, say, between cloud provider, the application manager or system integrator and the data owner. Um, that's a real issue in terms of unscrambling how 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 uh, the organisation would deal with that, and and the problem is is regulation only really cares that things get done, uh, and uh, no matter who actually does them, and makes the data owner um, responsible for the outcomes, which is probably right. But unfortunately, many data owners, um, i.e. the enterprises that are uh, using the data, putting the data in the cloud, and the providers have misperceptions or, or misunderstandings about their, their individual responsibilities. Um, and, and these factors are really hindering the evolution of what customers would see as a secure and compliant, you know, well thought through cloud solution in, in many cases. And I wanted to ask Alistair about financial services specifically and some of the concerns that the cloud poses when it comes to compliance with industry standards and mandates, such as the PCI compliance standard for card payments, and how financial services providers can ensure that transactional information is protected and encrypted across the payments chain. The PCI standards for virtualization are you know, a little new, and they're basically just recommendations. Some industry pundits have been critical of the PCI Security Standards Council's guidance on virtualization, namely because virtualization has been out in the field for so long, and any organization that's already invested in a cloud solution that handles payments could be vulnerable to risks that haven't even been addressed. Where do you see security gaps when it comes to the payments chain? And when we connect this payments chain in a cloud environment, what are some of the security concerns that you see there? That's an interesting question because a lot of organizations are seeing a big opportunity to move uh, to move PCI uh, type processing out in the cloud. Um, there's quite a few cloud-based providers that lay, label themselves as payment card or industry ready, ready or even validated as PCI data security standard compliant. Um, 
but it, it's important to realize that that doesn't mean an enterprise is automatically PCI DSS compliant in their position uh, or in, the, in terms of the services that they provide. Um, now, the unfortunate uh, sort of misunderstanding about all of this is that PCI, uh, as you will know, really has teeth from a regulatory perspective. It's quite advanced uh, in the way it, it needs uh, regulatory controls to be put in place. Um, but here's a good example of where uh, cloud-based providers are really uh, struggling to keep up. So the, the only way a customer uh, could become compliant, uh, automatically compliant, it, it would be if a PCI-compliant cloud-based provider managed the entire application stack and, and actually also the, the underlying platform um, because there's just so many different elements of, um, of control that need to be put in place. So there's no, uh, no provider that does that at the moment. So organizations have got to engage in an effort to determine what's missing um, in terms of what the cloud-based provider is uh, actually providing from a security controls perspective. Um, and then, uh, you know, that may include things like uh, missing documentation, uh, certain crypto elements that are missing, like key rotation and, and malware or, or um, intrusion detection type uh, capabilities. And they've most uh, organizations that want to go this down this road can really leverage the benefits of PCI out in the cloud, but they do have to recognize they've got to do some additional belt and braces stuff to, uh, to get there. And then what about financial services generally, Alistair? What concerns do you see when it comes to conducting services in the cloud that relate to finances? Well, um, of course, my commentary about PCI really affects lots of industries that are doing more retail stuff, obviously. Uh, but financial services generally um, have got um, a very conservative uh, perspective um, about uh, cloud and are slow adopters because of that. And I think it's largely because perceptions about the relative immaturity of the security and data privacy um, obviously remain uh, pretty big concerns. Um, and definitely one of the big hurdles for adoption. Um, and I think that's because they've got real, very specific challenges. Um, you know, at the moment, most financial services organizations um, uh, really struggle with um, with highly fragmented landscapes of, uh, you know, of technology and data requiring um, uh, segmented uh, sort of security solutions across different business units or uh, different, uh, different business activities. And, uh, you know, at the moment, their security measures uh, can be quite ineffective either from a cost or operational performance basis. Now, uh, you know, they recognize that those environments still carry a lot of risk and, and cost for them. So they're keen to look at alternatives such as cloud um, and, and would uh, readily adopt cloud if there was, uh, you know, they'd move to cloud if there was more consistency and automation and, and the security and data privacy were uh, more reliably provided with advanced uh, technologies. Uh, and, uh, but the, those things aren't really there yet. So it's a lack of confidence 
are that they can move from a very complex current environment to a um, to a situation where uh, some of the issues that they've been facing over the years have still not been addressed or not being addressed by a move to uh, to a new new form of uh, service delivery. Um, so uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, some some institutions actually thinking about this, um, not actually because of uh, public cloud, but because of the opportunity around virtualization, uh, full stop. But um, uh, also, also how virtualization would work in a private cloud, uh, and are starting to think how they can segment their data rather than segmenting the different parts of their business or business activities, which they've done historically. So. They're getting ready for the opportunity, but I'm not sure they've got the, they're brave enough or have got the confidence to actually move on to that opportunity uh, for high-risk mainstream uh, applications just yet. And then what about other industries such as healthcare or even government? What specific security or compliance worries do you see there? And one area that I'm thinking of, of course, is HIPAA, for instance, comes to mind. How can healthcare providers ensure that cloud vendors that they work with are adequately protecting patient data and records? Well, the irony of, of, of uh, uh, a very interesting question, because there is a lot of interest. Um, and, and the irony of that interest is that um, because of the nature of uh, particularly uh, you know, protecting uh, sensitive data in healthcare environment, but also across government, and the need to segment data into, you know, to very sensitive, restricted, and, and unclassified, really represents uh, big opportunities for healthcare uh, for a number of industries as well as uh, you know healthcare, defence industries, and, and of course government. Um, but the challenge is, is that um, the maturity of cloud-based providers haven't quite reached the level um, that organisations would be confident that it could happen, um, it, you know, for their particular uh, purpose or application. So, take a healthcare provider uh, that wants to secure patient-related medical data on a public cloud. Um, that company's got to look at whether the cloud solution can actually be HIPAA compliant um, and then have to look at whether the solution would uh, cover you know, requirements such as record level logging, audit capabilities, encryption of data, breach notification and so on. All of those many requirements that the regulations need and, and across government that would be the case. And there are some uh, cloud-based providers that are getting there um, but they're not yet. And, and the challenge is, is uh, for somebody even brave enough to go into this, and even with some of these measures that I've said uh, they need, um, if a third party still lost the data, um, then there would be you know, serious implications to the organisation involved, which they're, they're obviously clearly very nervous about. Um, so security controls to address the gap um, um, would really need to be implemented, you know, in, in addition to the existing controls uh, to give organisations confidence that now is the right time to do this, um, particularly in the healthcare space, because the penalties are quite high for, for breaches, as you're probably well aware. This is the end of the first part of a two-part interview with Dr. Alistair McWilson of Accenture.
Please check back for part two, when McWilson addresses regional differences and varying international laws which are impacting the services and security levels cloud providers are offering to businesses and organizations across a cross-section of industries. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.